0: Your daily dose of debate, breaking news, and uncensored views. This is The Michael Medved Show.
1: And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth where there is some good news from the Middle East. Uh, Yes, there are several hundred uh, Americans uh, and people of other nationalities who have gotten out of Gaza. This is uh, partially the work of uh, decision by Israel, which is facilitating their exit, their escape, but also the Egyptian government, which is uh, beginning to cooperate a little bit more in trying to reduce civilian casualties. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Israel has uh, devised a new means to reduce its own casualties. Uh, The uh, headline, Israel sends robots to destroy Hamas terror tunnels as troops surround Gaza City. Uh, There are items of good news about... uh, The Israelis actually making progress here in the United States. uh, Anti-Semitism remains a big issue, as does isolationism. It's fascinating, by the way, how much anti-Semitism and isolationism were linked in the 1930s, which was another big time for isolationism, how much that was related to people who were open Jew haters. Uh, We'll be talking about the threat of isolationism with George Will, the one and only, uh, perhaps the most influential conservative columnist in the country. We'll also be speaking a little bit later with Kevin Williamson of the Dispatch of National Review of Elsewhere, talking about the difference uh, between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism or is there a real difference? There's also brand new uh Quinnipiac University polling and uh Joe Biden receives thirty-nine percent support. Uh Trump receives uh receives thirty six percent support. And here's the big surprise about this poll. Okay. Follow Joe Biden, three points ahead of Trump, both very close. That's within the margin of error. Thirty nine for Biden, 36 for Trump and twenty two for. Well, who do you think, Cornell West? Could it be Dean Phillips, the new Democratic congressman who was running against Biden? Uh, could it be? Well, you name it. Uh, Jill Stein may be running again as the candidate of the uh, Green Party since Cornell West is running as an independent. No, it's it's Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, the fact that he receives 22 percent of the overall electorate, uh, which means that he is in within striking distance of winning second place in place of a, uh, Donald Trump, uh, Trump at 36 percent, Kennedy at 22 percent. Who's he taking votes from? And who are the people who support Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? I was stunned to see that he was uh, speaking at Hillsdale College. And I was stunned about that because they have such a distinguished history of uh, speakers, (laughs) including myself. Uh, I've spoken at Hillsdale uh, a total of more than 10 times. And it's a wonderful place to speak, and you feel very honored to be there. Why Robert Kennedy? And apparently he's going to be speaking on his views of public health, which are, to say the least, very, very controversial. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, there is um, more on uh, this uh, idea of sending robots to destroy Hamas terror tunnels. This is from the express.com in uh, the United Kingdom. They um, repeat um, uh, that Hamas terror fighters use the tunnels to move around Gaza. But Israeli forces have deployed robots and various explosive devices to destroy Hamas tunnels and to kill terrorists, according to local media. This, by the way, raises a very important point that was uh, appeared on the front page of the Wall Street Journal today, is they have claimed that the official Hamas numbers are that uh, there have been 8,700 people killed by Israeli assaults. What the journal is making clear, and lesser publications have not made clear, is that's not 8,700 civilians. It's 8,700 total. And Israeli sources will tell you that they are insistent that the majority of those people, yes, they have some civilian casualties, and that's unfortunate. But the majority of the people are precisely the people they uh, they have targeted which is the Hamas terrorists. The Walla news site in Israel said large-scale operations to clear the tunnels began in areas of the Gaza Strip, now under control of the IDF. A senior officer in the Southern Command uh, told Walla, that Israeli news site, maybe at first they were able to harass us, sting us by firing from tunnel exits, but after we established control of the areas, the engineering operation started. He added, we are going to collapse the entrances and the tunnels on them. It will become a death zone. They made a mistake. They chose to be in a place they could not escape from. They will die in the tunnels. Uh, One can only say uh, that's what they want. They say they want, we love death. Uh, We uh, have the whole the leading Hamas spokesman saying yesterday that uh, we will keep doing this again and again and again, and we embrace martyrdom and we embrace death. Okay, good luck to you. Uh, Happy trails to you. Uh, The uh, report suggested the Israeli forces had already destroyed more than 100 tunnels, not including those taken out in airstrikes since the beginning of the ground operation. Uh, This is uh, remarkable. The tunnels have been dubbed the Gaza Metro, (laughs) which is a sense of humor, and are extensive, spreading throughout the uh, Strip. The uh, IDF uh, also reported that the military had surrounded Gaza City, and was fighting pitched battles with Hamas terrorists deep inside the center. Since the start of the war on October 7th, nearly 9,000 people have been killed in Gaza, according to the Hamas-run health ministry there. But even that Hamas-run health ministry will not say that those people are all uh, civilians. And in fact, it may be that a minority are civilians, that a a majority of the people who have been killed are exactly the people that Israel wants to kill, which are the terrorists, the fighters, the baby burners and beheaders. Uh, Israel declared war on the terror group after thousands of its fighters stormed into Israel, brutally killing 1,400 people, the vast majority of those victims civilians. The rising death toll and humanitarian situation in Gaza has led to calls for a pause in the fighting, including from U.S. President uh, Joe Biden. The, um, the uh, story continues that uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is expected to be back in the region of the Middle East on Friday. Arab countries, including those allied with the U.S. and at peace with Israel, have expressed mounting unease with the war. Uh, The opening of the Rafah border crossing, allowing hundreds of foreign passport holders and wounded Palestinians to leave Gaza, followed weeks of talks among Egypt, Israel, the U.S., and Qatar, which mediates with Hamas, and they have the right to do that because they are the source of sending so much money in that direction. Coming up... uh, a strange announcement about a new national strategy to combat islamophobia who made the announcement uh, one of the less popular politicians in america we'll tell you who that is coming up on the medved show
2: your daily dose
0: of debate it's the michael medved show
1: One reality left. We are here and it is now. You get hold of that and hang on to it, you might as well get dead. The Michael Medved Show. And on The Michael Medved Show, the Vice President of the United States, uh, Kamala Harris, emerged from uh, the cocoon that she usually seems to live on to announce a new national strategy uh, with White House authorization to combat Islamophobia. Uh she did also uh cite efforts to combat anti Semitism in this announcement. Uh the people who record the incidents of hate crimes uh find that uh the hate crimes committed in the name of anti Semitism is many times like five hundred percent more common than crimes of alleged Islamophobia. This is uh, the uh, Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris, uh, speaking about the strategy to overcome Islamophobia. Uh, Listen.
2: Today, we take another important step forward in our fight against hate. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America, including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who and the killing of her six-year-old son: a senseless act of violence that the Department of Justice is investigating as a hate crime. For so many people in our nation, the passion, last few days and weeks have brought about all too familiar fears: fears that they will be targeted, profiled or attacked, simply because of who they are, how they worship or how they look. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence, and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. So here's the bottom line. In America, no one should be made to fight hate alone. And in this moment, then, let us all clearly say a harm against any one of us is a harm against all of us.
1: Okay, this is going on uh, on the same day that they announced they're canceling classes at Cornell University. Cornell University, one of the eight Ivy League campuses in the country, uh, and and one of the universities in the United States with the highest percentage of Jewish students. It has uh, about twenty percent of the people who are enrolled at Cornell including at their graduate schools, fine graduate schools. They have a school of hotel management, the only uh, graduate program that I believe exists in hotel management at a major university. In any event, at Cornell they're canceling classes tomorrow uh, and instead of having any lectures or seminars they're having big university-wide meetings on uh, the shape of community. This is because they have now arrested a 21-year-old engineering student. uh, Last name is Dye. He basically had sent out a number of uh, email messages, and the police tracked them fairly easily to his uh, computer, and he has admitted that he sent out the messages. The messages called for... Uh, blowing up uh, pig Zionists and uh, he sometimes had Jewish pigs. And then he said, "Look for the Jewish students in your classes, then follow them home and slit their throats. Uh, this <clears> throat> is a bit alarming. His parents said they were disturbed by his dispos- uh, his behavior uh, before and he was clearly depressed. Which doesn't reassure anybody, and uh, the the idea that this is a real example of anti semitism, it seems to me is is very appropriate. It's also a a real example of islamophobia, if you want, when an elderly, not a Jewish guy at all, but somebody who was active, and I don't even know what kind of church he says he was active in, who. Um, had been renting rooms to a Palestinian-American woman and her son, and he stabbed the woman and murdered the son, stabbing him multiple times. Now, was this a work of uh, Islamophobia? Uh, maybe. But generally, uh, there is a a response to what uh, people like Vice President Harris are saying, by Matthew Hennessy in the Wall Street Journal. Matthew Hennessy is uh, the journal's deputy editorial features editor. And he writes, Islamophobia is again the obsession of progressives and the media. I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged. This is a, a, a statement um, about uh, Islamophobia, and here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. That's what President Biden said in his October 19th primetime address. The Council on American-Islamic Relations says it has received complaints from Muslims facing a hostile work environment caused by employers' Islamophobic and anti-Palestinian messaging and uh hennessy writes in the journal horse feathers islamophobia isn't real i defy anyone to prove its existence same goes for homophobia transphobia and xenophobia these political phobias are all fictions they're all cynically potent neolog uh, n- uh neologisms uh that are designed to equate conservatives uh conservatism with mental illness the the difficulty here comes in the most direct answer is, well, how do you combat Islamophobia? And the most potent thing to do is not to endorse terrorism. You are generating what people call Islamophobia if you march around uh, calling for the destruction of Israel. In other words, you could say that anti-Semitism causes Islamophobia Because it identifies people with a murderous ideology, which no one can justify. When someone is saying that, uh, well, again, that that, uh, we believe that it is a holy and religious mission to go out and kill Jews, is it right that uh, some Jewish people and some people who are not Muslim might feel some fear about that? And Hennessy talks about a difference between an insane obsession with one group uh, and a legitimate fear of some of the extremists in that group. What about extreme isolationism and its dangers to the Republican Party? We'll be talking about that with George Will coming up on The MedVet Show.
0: Fred Dreyer here, 84% of women...
1: On the Michael Medved Show, is isolationism a uh, real and vibrant danger to the Republican Party and its future and to the United States in general? Uh, that is the profound question that is raised in the most recent column by the great George Will. Uh, George Will, Pulitzer Prize winner, twice-weekly column on politics and domestic and foreign affairs that is necessary reading his latest book, American Happiness and Its Discontents, uh, it's posted on our website, michaelmedved.com. Uh, George Will, uh, you, you headline your column in the Washington Post most recently and around the country and around the world, Surging GOP Isolationism is a Dreadful Development in a Dangerous Time. And the main concern at the moment appears to be the desire to cut off aid uh, to Ukraine and the impact that would have on Ukraine's struggle for survival. But that's not all that you're writing about or concerned about when it comes to isolationism, is it?
0: No, it's not. Look, isolationism is a human tendency, Uh, People would rather be left alone and not have to worry about people far away. uh, Isolationism is a Republican tendency, in part because the Midwest and great swaths of this country that became more or less Republican were settled by Scandinavians and Germans who came here to get away from there. They came here to get broad oceans between us and the other world's conflicts which means that to combat isolationism requires leadership. It requires telling people things they'd rather not hear and don't want to believe, but happen to be true. And that's why what is so dangerous is to listen to people pandering to the, as I say, the reflexive, natural isolationism of people, rather than telling them that we have a stake beyond our shores. It's been a long time before intercontinental missiles, before bombers, before aircraft carriers, when we could say we had broad oceans that were moats protecting us from dangers. No longer.
1: Well, you you say that right now is the most dangerous U.S. moment since World War II, more menacing than the October 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis. And uh, why is today even more danger than that moment when people were worried about a nuclear exchange that could blow up the whole world.
0: They were rightly worried about it, and it was a terrible danger. But the danger then was one near-peer adversary, Russia, with a nuclear arsenal, but a markedly inferior nuclear arsenal to ours, and an erratic but one not paranoid leader, not demonstrably constantly reckless leader in Nikita Khrushchev, today we have iran we have the opaque neurotic regime of north korea we have russia where god knows what resentments uh, and and status anxieties mr putin is working out and of course we have china who is watching all this having conducted the largest most rapid military expansion in the history of the world And all such military expansions in prior history have ended in war.
1: So uh, people on the isolationist side of things would say there's really nothing we can do about these things. The best thing is to allow these... uh, Um, malevolent powers around the world, North Korea and China and Iran and Russia, allow them all to gang up on one another and to fight one another. And, And meanwhile, we will keep our noses clean and stay out of it. What's wrong with that logic?
0: What was, is wrong with that logic today is what was wrong with it in the late 1930s when Robert Taft and other leaders of American isolationist impulse said, we, we really can't material affect what goes on in Europe. Oh, yes, we can. And oh, yes, we eventually had to. And oh, yes, we did. If we say China can take Taiwan – Japan will be watching, the Philippines will be watching, Indonesia will be watching, South Korea will be watching, Vietnam and India will be watching, and all the security arrangements, the collective security arrangements, including AUKUS, the Australian, United Kingdom and, and U.S. arrangement to, to expand the submarine capacity of Australia, all of that will unravel because they will say the United States is is no longer A strategic partner in our collective security. And if you think we can allow the most vital trading waters in the South China Sea and elsewhere to be controlled by China then you don't understand that something like 70% of by value and by weight of global trade goes through those waters. And I don't really think it's in our interest to cede control of those waters to a, a professedly contemptuous regime that despises the united states
1: uh you have a a profoundly important uh, quote that you cite from robert taft the isolationist republican uh leader he was known at one point as mr republican or mr conservative and taft said in early 1940 uh after the war had already begun that uh, it would be a great mistake for us to participate in the European war. I believe we could material affect, materially affect the outcome. Well, we affected the outcome most by sending uh, literally hundreds of thousands of troops to Europe. Is there a way we can affect the outcome of the looming conflicts today, short of the involvement of American uh, boots-on-the-ground personnel?
0: Indeed, there is. The way to avoid sending American boys and women uh, into conflicts is to make sure that those who are willing, as the Ukrainians so spectacularly are, to sacrifice their own blood for their own liberty, is to give them the means for doing so. As Churchill said to uh, Franklin Roosevelt when they were trying to get Lend Lease, give us the tools, we will finish the job. We gave them the tools. And we stayed out of the war as long as we possibly could. We were blown into the war by Pearl Harbor, and a few days about four days later, Hitler rather absent-mindedly declared war on us. If he had not done that, it would have been very difficult to get the American public to go along with anything other than an Asia first policy of vengeance against Japan. So Hitler's great blunder solved the, the great political problem that Franklin Roosevelt had. During the late 1930s, probably 80 percent of the American people were more or less isolationist, and they had to be talked out of it. They had to be maneuvered out of it by the the guilefulness at times and the the, let's concede lack of candor on the part of Franklin Roosevelt. But that was leadership at a moment of when democracy was experiencing its maximum danger.
1: Do you think that uh, President Biden is capable of exercising that kind of leadership
0: well it's very hard to be c- capable to exercise the kind of leadership that roosevelt had he was a, p- a political genius and biden is not i must say this uh, I- i'm hardly a fan of the biden presidency but i think that on the biggest issue today which is ukraine uh, biden and secretary of state lincoln uh, their policy has been basically as much as they need for as long as they need it and I think that's exactly the policy we ought to have.
1: Do you also believe that they have been handling the situation of uh, Israel versus Hamas effectively?
0: Uh, I think his his instincts are right. We have to. He has to understand he's walking a tightrope. He has an anti-Israel faction in his poli- in his own party, and he has to say to the, the Israelis, "Do what you can." To mitigate the severity and the civilian cost of doing what you must do you which is you can no longer live next to gaza when it is run by predatory sadists
1: is sadist, satanic satists sadists and terrorists uh, george will his most recent column truly a must read and if you have friends who are leaning isolationist Make sure they read it. Uh, It's posted on our website, michaelmedved.com. We will be right back. The Michael Medved Show. And on The Michael Medved Show, uh, I'm so proud to have uh, George Will on our show, uh, speaking the truth in uh, such an effective and important manner. At, At a moment of so much peril and challenge that we're facing in this country, there's one thing that is utterly fascinating about his column that I didn't know is that um, in July of 1949, at the end of the war, when Joseph Stalin was still in power in Russia and threatening all of Europe, the Senate voted to approve NATO membership. And uh, the vote was not close. It was 83 to 13. Majority of Republicans, majority of Democrats, majority of everybody, majority of the country was in favor of the United States uh, allying ourselves with Britain and France, our wartime allies and so many other nations in Europe for the protection of Europe and the avoidance of another devastating European war. Who was opposed, those 13 people who were opposed to NATO membership? Well, they were led by Robert Taft, uh, the senator from Ohio, and he decided that he felt so strongly about not being part of NATO and of maintaining an isolationist uh, posture and he disagreed with a lot of his fellow republicans like the chairman of the senate foreign relations committee under the republican during the brief republican interregnum when they had control of the senate was arthur vandenberg of um michigan who who was one of those people who used to be an isolationist but then he saw the world changing and he changed and became a crucial supporter for president truman In uh, building the Atlantic Alliance. In any event, what uh, George Will brings up in his column, and it's so important, is that Taft's no vote on NATO combined with his quest for the Republican 1952 nomination for president, where he was heavily favored to actually win that nomination... That provoked Dwight D. Eisenhower, the supreme commander of NATO, from 1951 to 1952, into entering the race as president of the United States. And uh, George Will writes, this brought the Republican Party into the bipartisan internationalist foreign policy that won the Cold War. And winning the Cold War and defeating uh, the evil empire, the Soviet Union... The evil empire is designed by a great Republican president named Reagan. That, along with holding the Union together and ridding the country of slavery and uh, supporting the advance of civil rights by the Supreme Court and by the Congress of the United States, where Republican support was crucial, all of that, these are proud achievements of our party. And they are achievements that have to be embraced, not spurned. Uh, Meanwhile, speaking of spurning achievements of internationalism, uh, President uh, Biden is doing some campaigning in places like uh, Minnesota right now. And during a speech he was giving about agricultural um, issues uh, earlier today, uh, there is a woman who claims uh, uh that she is a rabbi apparently i looked her up she has a uh accreditation from the very small a uh, reconstructionist movement in judaism in any event, her name is Jessica Rosenberg. She interrupted President Biden, and it sounded like this. This is clip 10. Mr. President,
2: if oh my you God. care about Jewish people oh. as a rabbi, I need you to call for a ceasefire right now. No, no,
1: Get I'm a rabbi, and I'm here to call for a ceasefire right now. And this has become an issue. It turns out she is a member of Jewish Voice for Peace, which is that same uh, dubiously Jewish organization that uh, led that raid on the Capitol building, uh, actually the one of the House uh, office buildings a couple of days ago and uh, uh, chanted and took it over and uh, did everything uh, they could to try to resemble uh, the obnoxious uh, raid on the Capitol building on uh, January 6th. Uh, And and again, President Biden responded with comments that are not heard on camera about uh, a pause in uh, the military operations that are going on in Gaza right now, this is a CBS report on whether or not he did call for a ceasefire in Gaza in his answer. Uh, It's complicated. Listen, this is clip 17.
2: Mr. Biden said he thinks there should be a pause in attacks to get prisoners out. The president added that he already convinced Prime Minister Netanyahu to a temporary ceasefire in one area of Gaza that lasted for a few hours last week in order to allow a mother and a daughter from Illinois to get to safety after Hamas released them from captivity. In public, President Biden and his top advisors have been careful to say that the U.S. will not dictate how the Israelis carry out their military operations. So, Tony, today's development is a significant one.
1: Uh, that, uh, that is a uh, significant one, <laughs> regardless of what exactly he said. Um, just hours after President Biden... Uh, talked that about convincing uh, Netanyahu to call for a temporary and brief ceasefire. Uh, Spokesman John Kirby walked it back. Uh, Listen, this is clip 16.
2: This might be repeating something, but I just want to be fully clear that so when the president said last night that he convinced Prime Minister Netanyahu to do a ceasefire, he was referring to the two Americans that got out but Israel has never acknowledged that they paused. So can you give us a better understanding of what exactly was paused? And if the understanding is that for every sort of hostage release, there would be a pause. I'm not gonna go into more detail than
1: uh, what we've already put out there publicly. Uh, We were able to help negotiate the release of those two Americans, uh, and that's a good thing. And uh, in order to be able to get folks out, you gotta make sure they can do it safely. And that's what the president was referring to. Okay, I, I, I think that's uh, clear enough. Uh, a, um, uh, a spokesman for the IDF, uh, the, uh, I, I believe he's admirable, Daniel Hagari, said that uh, a ceasefire with Hamas is not on the table at all. And according to him, the IDF will act with deeds and not words. Earlier, the White House said it was exploring the idea of pauses in the Israel-Hamas conflict to help civilians in Gaza and is working with Israel to minimize casualties, as per national security spokesperson John Kirby. Uh, Concerning this, uh, (laughs) uh, 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 Jessica Rosenberg, as she is known, I think there's some gender issues going on here. The photograph that has circulated of her, she has a beard. Uh, (laughs) And uh, um, no, really, a a very notable little reddish uh, beard and an unusual hairdo. Uh, Again uh i one of the things that should be uh, she should be willing to do of course is since she is uh, uh demonstrating on behalf of a ceasefire uh in gaza why not demonstrate to the other side well, why not why not go over to Uh, Gaza City or uh, maybe to southern Gaza which is uh, where people are more congregated and demonstrate there the answer uh, she probably wouldn't be heard very well or last uh, very long Uh, this is uh, this is all extraordinary the email came in from uh, Tennessee in uh, 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 pardon me it's from Terry in in Washington state, but we will get to that in a moment. It has to do with how did biblical prophecy come true in terms of the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. We will deal with that and much more coming up in This Greatest Nation on God's Green Earth.